This is the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast, brought to you by Self Care for Teachers, helping you prioritize your health, happiness, and well-being so that you can thrive in the classroom and in life. I'm your host, Ellen Ronalds Keane, reminding you that you're a person first and a teacher second, and you are allowed to look after you. This episode of the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast is brought to you by the 30 Days of Self-Care Challenge, a workbook and private podcast audio course. Are you ready to build a daily self-care habit? The 30 Days of Self-Care Challenge contains 30 days of self-care prompts for tired, depleted teachers to refill their tanks and cultivate a daily well-being ritual. In the program, you will get a calendar of self-care prompts and a workbook, as well as a private podcast audio course that will arrive in your podcatchers. And there's also a transcript of the audio for those who like to read as well. In just 15 minutes per day, you can create a new self-care practice that supports your well-being as a person first and a teacher second, because you are so worthy of your own care. Find out more at selfcareforteachers.com.au forward slash challenge. Hello and welcome back to the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast. In this episode, we hear from a guest host, Ellie. So it's not me, Ellen, who is talking to you right now. It will be Ellie, whose story you heard back in episode two of this season. If you haven't yet listened to that, I recommend you do so. But Ellie does give a brief overview of her background here too. This episode is all about the power of knowing and using our character strengths for well-being. Ellie first tells us about her experience with the Employee Advisory Program, or EAP, which is where she was first introduced to the concept of character strengths, and then she went on to study them further as part of her Master's in Wellbeing. Ellie tells us what the character strengths are, the science behind using them for well-being, and how we can find out about our own strengths and start applying them in our lives. It's a great episode. Please enjoy, and thank you so much, Ellie, for agreeing to be a guest host on the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast. Hi, I'm Ellie Huth and I'm really excited to be a guest podcaster on Self-Care for Teachers. So thanks heaps, Ellen, for having me. Uh, You can hear more about my detailed wellbeing story in my interview with Ellen, but here is a little snapshot uh, if you missed it. So I've been teaching on and off for about the past 14 years and I took a break this year after a, a particularly bad year of teaching last year. COVID was kind of like the last straw but I have almost finished my Master's of Educational Leadership specialising in wellbeing, which has been awesome. So I've been working on that this year and only have uh, one more subject to do. I came across Ellen's podcast while I was researching teacher wellbeing resources for an assignment and I thought thought I had some good ideas to share from all my learnings in my Master's and I offered to do a podcast while she was on maternity leave. So here we are. One of the amazing ideas that I have learned about and I'm going to share in this podcast is the idea of character strengths and what are they? How can they help your well-being as a teacher? And I'll chat a little bit about the science behind character strengths and some of the research studies showing the effects of knowing and using character strengths. 
So my first introduction to the whole area of character strengths wasn't actually through my master's. It was through my employee assistance program. So this is a common, well, kind of recent school staff wellbeing aspect. A lot of people just call it EAP. I was really struggling with teaching last year and kind of wondering what the future would hold if I could actually do this job for the rest of my working life. And during a staff meeting, they were talking a little bit about wellbeing and they introduced the EAP process to staff. And this was highlighted as an avenue um, if you could get help if you needed. And there were kind of general counselling sessions available or career specific career counselling, wellbeing counselling or even financial counselling. And just a little bit of an aside about EAP programs, I've kind of noticed that a lot of schools are advertising them as their staff wellbeing program or that they have a staff wellbeing program including an EAP. It would be really interesting to see if this is the only thing they are doing to kind of tick the box concerning staff wellbeing or if it is one tool within a suite of tools that schools are using. I'm really hoping that it's not seen as a quick fix. Having said that though, some of my colleagues also use the program for help with their own kids and their own struggles. Uh, For example, one of my colleagues had a son doing year 12. He was really, really depressed and quite suicidal and she just found it so helpful to have free access to a counsellor just for a few sessions to talk about some issues with someone outside that school environment that wasn't involved in a kind of personal way. And all the information is confidential and schools can see how many staff are accessing the various strands of the program, but not which specific staff are involved. So if you have one, it's interesting to see how it works and it might be a good avenue for you. So I did the wellbeing strand, uh, the counselling sessions, for two reasons. So the first one was that I, I just wanted to see how the program actually counselled wellbeing for staff, like what that actually means, uh, especially in light of my study. And I guess the second was to see if it would actually help me last year with my teaching struggles and my well-being at that stage. So there were only four sessions of counselling and I did those towards the end of 2020. Because of COVID, it was over the phone with a counsellor. I'm not sure if it's back face-to-face now, but that was fine for me. Uh, My counsellor was actually in lockdown in Melbourne at the time, so her well-being was probably a little worse off than mine, but we persevered and had a few good laughs together. And we went through a booklet that she provided. Uh, We would discuss some of the ideas and then I kind of worked through the exercises between sessions. And so one of the main ideas that we went through was this use of character strengths. And this is really where I got introduced to them first. I had never really heard of them before in this kind of specific way, but basically they're kind of parts of your personality or character that you use in different ways or in different situations. And everybody has preferred strengths. And when we use these, we feel happier and we feel more fulfilled. We can manage stress more easily and we find greater meaning in our life and so on. And there's a wealth of research on the use of character strengths and I'll get a link put in the show notes where lots of theory is actually supported by research. So there are six main groups of strengths. So they've kind of broken up the 24 into overarching groups. And maybe as you listen, you could kind of think about which ones might reflect your personality or which ones might be in your top five. So the first group is wisdom, which covers the strengths of creativity, 
curiosity, judgment, love of learning, and perspective. And the second group is courage, including bravery, perseverance, honesty, and zest. Love that one. Humanity is the third group, which covers love, kindness, and social intelligence. The fourth group is justice, which covers teamwork, fairness, and leadership. The fifth group is temperance, including forgiveness, humility, prudence, and self-regulation. And lastly, transcendence, which includes the appreciation of beauty and excellence, gratitude, hope, humour, and spirituality. So, of course, what does all this mean? So, one of my most significant learnings from my master's has actually been that there is evidence and a lot of research around character strengths. It's not kind of just some idea that someone has pulled out and it's just a nice idea, but there's no evidence around it. Before I was a teacher, I was actually a research scientist. So I guess I'm always looking for the validation of ideas and particularly around well-being when there's just so much out there and there's no kind of real qualifications or things for people to sprout these ideas. So what actually works? I want to share with you two studies that were done. There are heaps more out there if you want to have a look. Uh, Google Scholar is a good way to look. The first one involved half the research participants receiving an email every day for 24 days. So every day, a different character strength was discussed in the email and practical ways to use the strength were given and a little motto about the strength was included for the day. So the happiness scores of these participants were measured before the experiment, one day after the experiment kind of started, and then one month after the thing was finished. And the group that were receiving the emails about character strengths showed significantly increased happiness scores, and this was even one month after the whole thing finished. Now, of course, with every study, there are critiques and limitations, but I guess what is highlighted for me is that the awareness and promotion of strengths in like our daily lives can actually make us happier. And I think for teachers, if we were really aware of and we used our strengths more in our teaching... I fully believe we would be more fulfilled and much less tired. So the second study was done in Spain during 2020 COVID, and I thought this was particularly interesting as they were looking at whether character strengths predicted resilience. So looking at people's mental health and well-being right in the middle of an adverse event, and they surveyed the participants during the second week of a lockdown about their strengths, their general mental health, their life satisfaction, etc., And then they surveyed them again once the lockdown was lifted six weeks later. The five individual character strengths that showed the highest correlations with resilience were hope, vitality, bravery, curiosity, and persistence. So what is important for me from this study is looking at those five strengths that I just listed and seeing where yours fit. So do you have any of these in your top five? And if not, how can you build yours? Because there's lots of ways that you can actually build strengths if they're not in your top five. And this can improve your resilience in stressful times during teaching. So for example, one of my strengths is perseverance. And I already kind of knew that I had this based on things that I've done in my life. But now I know why it actually feels really good when I stick at something and I finish a task. One of my huge teaching hurdles is marking, and I can hear your groans now. 
that huge pile of just really similar tasks from 25 plus students that needs to be done before reporting deadlines close. I just dread it each term. But now I know that I can actually use my character strengths to get through and a little bit of chocolate (laughs) always helps as well. But I also talk to my students about perseverance and how it can get through really boring or repetitive tasks and we chat and come up with ways that different people stick at a task and we share ideas and we talk about how to build up character strengths that might not be in their top five and how these strength strengths are actually not fixed but they can change with time, with age, with experience and just the situation you are in. So for one of my colleagues, one of their strengths is the appreciation of beauty and excellence. And she is great. She helps us to remind things about the small things in each day, like taking time out at lunch to go for a quick walk or just to be a little bit more mindful and stop counting down the days until the holidays. So I think having people around you with different strengths is really valuable as well. I'm hoping in the future that all staff or at least potentially the team that I work with the most can do the survey and we can kind of start to engineer our workload, our time and our decisions using our top strengths. So if you're wondering how to actually go about finding them, there's a free online survey. It's excellent. There is one for adults and there's also one for youth ages 10 to 17 that you can do. So this all comes out of the Values in Action website connected to the field of positive psychology and you've probably heard of Dr. Martin Seligman or Dr. Neil Mayerson. So they're the guys that have kind of been pioneers in this field. So when you go onto the website from the show notes, you'll need to find the VIA, that's the Values in Action Character Strength Survey. And you'll notice on that website that there are heaps of positive psychology surveys. There's wellbeing and there's, you know, life happiness. But try to find the Character Strengths Survey. It's one of the most detailed ones and it's free. You'll have to log in, but that's um, they use the data for their research. So that's kind of why it's free. So the survey has questions and scenarios such as being able to come up with new and different ideas is one of my strong points. And then you choose. This is very much like me. It's like me, neutral. It's unlike me or it's very much unlike me. And there's a lot of questions, but it really helps to pinpoint how you react in certain circumstances. The results are pretty instant and they're sent to your email. So where to from here? If you're interested in finding out more about your own strengths, go online and complete the survey. There are also heaps of additional resources giving you ideas on how to use these strengths in your everyday life. Encourage your colleagues, particularly those you're on team with, to do the same. And then discuss how you can support each other using your top strengths to make teaching easier for you all. And if you're keen to start conversation with your students, see if you can find time for them to do the youth survey and start building examples and opportunities for your students to use their top strengths as well. So I guess going back to the start, did the employee assistance program actually help me? Well, I guess it clarified the seed of an idea that I really needed a break from teaching for a while. And the biggest thing was that it introduced me to character strengths, which have kind of helped me to see why some things are easier than others and also what strengths I might need to work on. It confirmed my top five strengths and showed me ways to use these and to make more time for them because I feel better. And then I can be happier at work and in life in general. And I wish you all the best on your character strengths journey. And I hope for you too that they make life a little easier as a teacher. 
Thanks for listening to the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast brought to you by Self Care for Teachers. If you've enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe in your chosen podcast player so you don't miss an episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify, hit the three dots, share it to your Facebook or Instagram stories and let your friends know that you're listening. And if something in this episode made you think about a teacher that you care about and you think they need to hear it, send it to them now. Let's spread the message of teacher well-being and together we can create thriving school communities. Show notes for the podcast can be found at www.selfcareforteachers.com.au forward slash podcast. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram using the handle at selfcareforteachers. As always, remember you're a person first and a teacher second and you are worthy of your own care.